let me introduce my dear friend, Casey Quinlan. Last week, when I said that I'm a lousy revolutionary, I thought about Casey, a much better revolutionary. Casey uses the handle Mighty Casey and publishes the podcast Healthcare is Hilarious. I sponsor Casey's podcast through Patreon. While our approach to healthcare activism varies considerably, Casey is one of a handful of activists I consult when I find myself in a hole I can't get out of. She's clear-thinking, irreverent, and an expert in change management. Most people I chat with on my podcast have the most serious chapters in their health adventure behind them. Not so Casey. She's in the eye of a metastatic storm and can't find the energy to keep her storm chasers in the loop. I offered to record a conversation she could fling into her podcast. She agreed to let me share it with you here. Doing something with two birds and a stone. To listen to the episode in the raw, go to Casey's podcast on your favorite player. Healthcare is hilarious. Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege who knows a little about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of health care. Let's make some sense of all of this. So, greetings and salutations. Greetings. I love seeing you. It's not bad to be seen. I will say that I'm not feeling like myself lately. It's not that I've been hiding out, but I just haven't really had the, I don't know, the bandwidth, the emotional, the pick one, whatever, to really be as much of a public persona as I typically am. And also because I have very little understanding of what the fuck is even going on. I know what's going on. But what the outcome or the impact of what I'm doing is, whether or not that's having any impact on my overall survival time, no one knows. And we won't know for a while. I feel like I'm being shoved through a pipe and I'm just being shoved through a pipe. And here I am in the pipe. So say more about what does that mean, being shoved well, through a pipe? Well, for those who may be coming to this cold, I have spent the last, since August of last year, chasing what appeared to be a back problem, a spinal issue that just was bedeviling me and didn't seem to be giving into physical therapy or exercise or any of the usual stuff. And as a result of that, nothing worked and everything made it worse. The stuff that had typically fixed it previously mm-hmm. only made it worse, swimming, etc. And so that was disturbing. And then I guess in March, early March, an MRI revealed that there was some metastatic mess going on in my lumbar spine. And so it was like, oh, really? And it turns out I have a recurrence of breast cancer. And so here I am with the metastatic cancer diagnosis. And I still have terrible mobility issues. I'm still not fixed 
on the spinal side, there's some argument, um, both from my perspective and also from the professional perspective about how much of this is due to cancer process and how much of it is a separate issue that has to do with the fact that my spine is a mess. I think it's a little bit of both, but you know, I think it's probably more that my spine is a mess than that it's a, a particular metastatic process. But I do know that there was stuff, there was Mets and, and cancer in my pelvis area and into my, my hip. And I had a hip surgery, not a replacement or anything, but just they put a, a rod in to prevent what's called pathologic fracture, which sounds really awful. And I would like to avoid that. So I did. And the spontaneous fracture of a hip because of the weakness of bone, because of metastatic cancer in the bone. Anyway, so I managed to, I hope, avoid that, but it didn't improve my mobility to have that done. And my orthopedic surgeon is as disappointed as I am that that is the case. But I had radiation, which supposedly over time is, or with the blessing, is supposed to perhaps address some of this issue with the bone and the the spine, but that hasn't happened yet. And I'm still dragging myself around. It's difficult to get up and walk. And that's because of the pain? It's because because the pain from putting um, weight on the right side of my hip. Okay. Or just like standing on my right leg. Yes. It's just walking is just, it's even with the walker, it's a hot mess. And mostly I can't. And I can struggle from point A to point B. And getting in and out of the house is a real hilarious because you have steps and stuff like that yeah there's steps out front and you know i can get up and down them but it's it's not something i want to do more than once a day how is Um, it sitting i have to move around i've had some impact of digestive problems well okay leave it there i'm on oxy for pain sometimes that can plug a person up that has not happened um because of other things going on but you know so i'm having the opposite problem and so as a result, I've got other things going on that are unpleasant, but yeah. you know, sitting isn't terrible, but it's, oh, I do need to move around. I'm thinking about, okay, so the ways to move around are to be carried, to be in a chair, to walk. And so it sounds to me like you're saying that any of that in large doses is problematic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, getting in and out of the house is, is an adventure. I do it. Yeah. But the stairs out front are a thing. Yeah. Again, it's it's not something I want to do more than once a day. Usually I try to limit out of the house medical appointments to either once a day or put them in a clump and then leave the house and go and do be hit or yawn and then go out once and come back once. And that's it. And, you know, right now there's not a lot going on. I went, I did do, I had radiation treatment for a couple of weeks and that was a daily deal. Okay. And oh, so it was like trying to get outside every day and navigate right. the steps and all that. Crap. Right. And, but, okay. and so that went on for a couple of weeks and ended a week ago today. Okay. And so that wasn't terrible. My sister's here, which has been an absolute blessing because otherwise I'd be screwed. Because you live by yourself. Yeah, I do live. And and right now I am not really able to live alone just because of the, the mobility stuff. Yeah. Yesterday, I went back to the spinal specialist that I 
had been planning on working with until we got the metastatic cancer diagnosis. Surprise! And back in, in March. And so I reopened that conversation yesterday and it's okay. Now that we've gone down the cancer rabbit hole and we're doing that and that's ongoing, how about we readdress the idea that Casey might be able to get up and fucking walk again at some point? Let's not ignore that. Right. right. And because until earlier this year, I was able to, you know, get up and walk without, you know, having too much trouble. And sure, okay, I have stage four cancer that has impacted my skeleton to some degree, but okay, how much of that is fixable and how much of it is not? And that's the answer that I'm seeking right now. Okay. And as far as I can tell, I think that this might be addressable, but again, I don't know how. So that's what, you know, but anyway, so, you know, this guy's a spinal specialist, conservative treatment, not one of those immediate go. And we'll just, we'll see what he has to say. He's sending me for yet another MRI. Not my favorite thing. It's not that I'm super claustrophobic, but I've had enough MRIs lately that it's, I could live without this. Well, it's so uncomfortable laying there. It's uncomfortable and plus you you, you smashed in a tube, being pushed through a pipe. And, you know, right. I'm a literal in a way and it's okay, great. I probably will ask them for Ativan just because I'm not. And they haven't scheduled that yet. So uh, that'll be, it's a thoracic MRI at some point in the not too distant future. Stay tuned for updates. Are you like pissed off? I, I wouldn't say I'm pissed off. Okay. I'm bemused. Bemused. Not, I like that word. Not pleased. We'll just say that Casey is not pleased at the idea of a stage four cancer diagnosis. Right. Again, because I know so many people who have been on the receiving end of those various types, it's it's not as though I feel as though I'm the only schmuck in the universe that's gotten stuck with this, not far from it. And also that it's, it's like, I'm supposed to go home and die now. No, death is inevitable for all of us. And who knows, I could be seeing like sort of the end of my line as it were, but not as though that's happening this week or even, you know, this month, I'm not feeling as though I'm about to shuffle off, but who knows because death is by the way, an inevitable outcome for all of us. No one gets out of here alive in case you missed the memo. It's, it's still only a theory. It's not something that I figure is happening this week right. or this month right. or possibly even this year. Right. But but the fact that I'm now at the point of eyeballing my mortality pretty squarely, it's so high. How are you doing? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Hey there. <laughs> so are you are you bored? Like you're such an active person. We'll say that not being able to do much mm-hmm. is is not my usual. This is wearing me out that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Some of that is medication related. The, right. the big fancy medication that I'm on, the one that's $14,000 a month if I paid for it. Hello. Thank you, American Pharma. But the drug that I'm on, which is one of the ones that they advertise crazy on TV. And it's okay. It's interesting that stage four metastatic cancer treatments are like worthy of television ads on primetime television. It's like, really? Anyway, 
I've been having a fist fight with the pharma folks over TV ads for over a yeah. decade. It's like, you guys, the fuck are you doing? But anyway, they're spending an awful lot of money that to me seems, well, we could, you keep talking about how R&D is, that's what your biggest bottom line is. But then meanwhile, you're spending up billions on television ads to fuck. Anyway, back to our show already in progress. But anyway, so this big drug that I'm on, one of the, the one of the main side effects is fatigue. Okay. And the other thing is that my blood numbers have been terrible. And some of that is because I don't really have an appetite. It's not that I'm not eating at all, but it's like there's not a lot that really appeals to me. Yeah. I am using a lot of, of like meals. When I say meal delayed, like DoorDash, that kind right. of you know, Grubhub, et cetera. And it's like, okay, what appeals to me right now? Right. And if somebody wanted to cook me something and bring it, it would be great. But again, okay. My brother was here for a week and he just went back home yesterday and he and I are both into, you know, cooking mm -hmm. and he made some things that were, there was a, a vegetable cookbook by Eric Repair from La Bernardin. He brought a, this book and made some things from it. It was good, but I haven't been able to get into the kitchen to cook. Right. Really. I did. Because right, you got to stand there. Getting in and out of the kitchen is also fun just because of the way that my place is constructed. Oh, okay. And I can get in and out. It, it's not out of the question. But it's still, it's, I have to get in there and then go in there with the walker and the walker has a seat. And so I can sit, but then the counters are up here and oh, you know, right, not right. as though that's impossible, but I can, I, I can deal. Right, but right, at right. the same time, it's just, I did get in there once and made a, a salad for dinner. And that was, God, that was within the last, I guess, month. And that was, I felt as though I'd accomplished something by doing that. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was it. And I have gotten, you know, my, my sister isn't a big kitchen person cooking, but does take, you know, direction really well. So she, she's, I've been remote controlling here, yeah. go feel, do this. And so that's, that's been right. a thing. But again, it's like a lot of times I'll just look at DoorDash or whatever and just like, right. okay, Panera so much sounds good, or let's order some soup or whatever. Right. <laughs> Now a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Use Abridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com. A-B-R-I-D-G-E.com. Or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went. Are you open to people contacting you? Yes, but managing expectations, I don't know. It's like the phone, I will not. It's not that I won't answer the phone, but I don't always. But that's been true. That, right, you know, right. That was, you have that nice you know, message. I answer I'm, my you know, it's like messages I at 10, 2, and, and 6 or whatever. Mostly to manage expectations. But but yes, I'm open to mostly to asynchronous communication. Mm -hmm. In other words, email, DMs, texting, etc. is fine. I do welcome phone calls from people that I actually already know. 
right? as opposed to just people who have heard about what's going on and maybe know me a little bit or whatever. Right. I'm fine with, with people who don't necessarily know me super well getting in touch. But again, that's that's more of an asynchronous choice yes. yeah, yeah, as okay. opposed to turning up at my door. Although I will say that various people have gotten in touch with me about stopping by and I don't have a problem with that idea either. Again, as long as I know, just popping up is, is it's like you're going right, to get I was on the phone yesterday or no, the day before with Jan Oldenburg and she right. told me her husband had dropped in and right. Um, so. Yeah, he, he had come, he'd come because I was, it was like an Amazon thing because my brother was coming and I, part of the, and I noise. had, I had ordered this couch. Oh, with- oh out thing from lazy boy there was like i'd ordered it to replace the futon which futons are ridiculous they're fine <laughs> until you turn 50 and then your spine is no but anyway so i had a futon in here from the time i moved in here 16 years ago but then you know, fuck the futon and let's get something a little bit more but it was like this toing and froing with lazy yeah. boy and whether or not it was going to arrive and my brother was coming and i needed to make sure that i had something he could sleep on so i ordered a rollaway bed as like plan B. And then that arrived. And then the lazy boy thing was, so I, I it was like, we had yes. too many things going on. Yes. So John, Jan's um, husband came over to, cause I had to go to radiation and can't right. be at two places at once. He came over and accepted the delivery of the rollaway bed Yeah. or no. Yeah. Accepted the delivery of the rollaway bed. And yeah. then I had to send that away again, like a couple days later after lazy boy had brought in the goodies. Bottom, so it was just yeah. a lots of toing and froing. And so, trying- so let me ask you a question. You're an amazing advocate for other people. How is it going for yourself? I do an okay job, I think, of standing up for myself. I'm not, I right now, it's not really knowable to know whether or not what's going on, what what we're doing, the radiation and yes. this hormone suppression. During the experimental. You know, the, the hormone suppression drug that I'm taking, like whether or not any of it's doing me any good at all. Yeah. Because the only way to really tell if something's working is with scans and it's too early. Yes. The, the scans that revealed my problem are only like a couple months old and you know, it, it, there needs to be, I think, at least another, say, 30 to 45 days of continuing to take right. this medication. Right, I, right. I've, I've only been on it for a little over a month. And okay. because of my blood work being some of this due to the fact that I'm not eating a lot and they're just blood work has been a movable feast. A lot of my minerals, calcium, magnesium, all of that, yeah. most of my minerals are on the low end and you know, supplementation, we're working on that. And they have infused me with some stuff like calcium and a couple of other things. Uh, I'm not getting infusions in the classic mm-hmm. oncology sense, in other words, like chemo drugs, okay. but I do go to the infusion center every couple of weeks for blood work. And depending on what the outcome of the blood work is, they may strap me into a chair and fill me with, you know, fluids or whatever. Trying to be better about eating. I'm feeling a little better than I'm feeling a little bit more appetite than I had a month or so ago. Yeah. And things are starting to settle down a little bit, but it's just, it's been a ride. Yeah. How about I mean, hydration? It's like drinking water is my thing. Yeah. Um, and, and you're still able to do that. Oh yeah. And I have my 
I have my water bottle. Yes, it's I see. And with me at conferences, this is the one I carry in my backpack. <laughs> it's no longer in the backpack. It's sitting next to my chair. Right. But this way I can monitor. There's a there's an amount, you know, ounces listed on here. Oh, so uh, if I if I get through this four times in a day, then I've hydrated. Okay. It's difficult to know again whether or not what we're doing is having any impact on the the outcome what's going on inside my corpus so yeah. it's difficult to tell and there's really no way of knowing now i have not heard from my onc team whether or not they're gonna you know start scans anytime soon my guess is it's what may so my guess is sometime in late june or early july they'll probably start thinking in terms of doing some scans to right. see if anything's happening Okay. And but in the meanwhile, my focus is going to be on trying to get some kind of clarity on whether or not I'm ever going to be able to get up and walk around again and working with the the spinal guy on whether or not that's going to be like possible. I I want to think it is. Again, this is going to be up to the professionals and whether or not they think that I'll be able to get up and move. <laughs> Last time I talked to you, had talked about palliative care coming. Right. Yeah. I, I have an intake. I have an intake appointment in a couple weeks with palliative care. Let's see. Hang on a sec. A week from Wednesday, okay. I have an intake. Yeah. Because I guess the time of year plus, so maybe who knows, there could be a whole lot of cancer happening out there. I don't know. I only know right. what's happening with me. And yes, I have cancer, but I've got a palliative care intake appointment on a week from Wednesday. Okay. And that's with somebody, a, a group that's part of my overall oncology bunch and they come highly recommended. And yeah. so, yay. And palliative care, I think will also, and my spinal guy also said palliative care will be part of this. Yeah, absolutely. They may have some medication ideas that go beyond what I'm already doing. We'll see what happens and right, right. try to get everybody working in concert. And yeah. then I'm also, again, waiting on a thoracic MRI from ordered from the spinal guy. And we'll see what happens with that. Now, there could be some metastatic process crap going on with within my spine that is causing some of the, I don't know. Yeah, right. Let's wait and see. Yeah. But we won't know until we see the pictures. Okay. And I, I'm just, I'm really tired. I'm tired. I'm just full on tired. But I'm also tired of not being able to move and tired of feeling nailed to the perch. But it, it I, I have to hope that it's at least addressable. Yeah. And right. so that's where I'm sitting in my head mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Is, you know, find the problem you can solve and then go for that. And or find the problem you can attack, whether or not curing metastatic cancer, okay, not as I could there maybe there's a big eraser and maybe this eraser that we're using, maybe it's working. I don't know. Uh, or at least it's erasing it enough that who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. But you know, that's one of those things where it's okay, I'm doing what I can, in other words, I'm following my treatment plan. I'm doing what's on the list and we'll see where we end up. Yes. But in the meanwhile, of the things that are frustrating me and the things that are impacting my quality of life, okay, let's work on that. Yes. And that's the mobility yes. issue, et cetera. I don't know if that really answered your question, but oh, I'm, I'm advocating for myself in ways that, yes. you know, 
okay, what's the problem we can actually like address right now? And let's yes. go. Yeah, honey. That's a lot. It's true. And that's you know, in the meme, the meme speak of our times. Welcome to, you know, the third millennium. Yes, it's a lot, whatever it can, any of it can be a lot. And yes, I've got a lot going on right now. But again, it's, it's not as though I'm in any way trying to minimize or push away the impact or importance of what it is I'm dealing with. But the fact that I'm not alone in this. Yes. First of all, I'm not alone because I know a lot of people give a shit and are out there pulling for me. Oh, absolutely. Which makes a big difference. Trust me. It, it I does. know what's there and it makes a big difference. But at the same time, it, it's like it is. It's like I as much as I would like to respond in the moment to everyone who is wishing me, I can't always manage that. Right. It's a lot but of work. Just know that I know and that it is hugely appreciated. One of the challenges has been trying to make appearances or at least pop up yeah. from time to time in a way that people know I'm not dead, but also that I'm not like just like wandering in, sounding some shadow of myself and then disappearing. I, it's like a 10 second isn't necessarily going to reassure anyone that I'm not dead. And so I'm trying not to, to do that, which yeah. is one of the reasons that I haven't done much since, I guess it's been a few weeks since I put anything up on my um, right. podcast channel. Well, that, which is why we're doing this. That's so why that we're doing can. this. I do think that it probably isn't a bad idea that I have conversations with friends from time to time, and you, whomever, because there's certainly a number of people that I could have conversations with. <laughs> and I have had conversations with, and the most... Recent one, we did not record, but I did mention it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But my buddy, Sally Crow, who is a writer and health researcher in the UK, mm -hmm. who the last time she and I saw each other was in Edinburgh at Cochrane back in 2018. But she had a cancer adventure that was kicking off around that time. She wrote a really good piece about PTSD and cancer that went up on the evidently Cochrane blog sometime in the last year ish. And that is really speaking to me a lot right now. And because when it comes to PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and cancer, there really is no post when it comes to, to cancer, because particularly if you're dealing with stage four, because it, there's no post, it's just there, you know, it right. is current, it is present. P you know, is present. P is present. And there is no post. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's traumatic stress disorder. There's no P. And unless you want to go for the present, present traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. <laughs> and, you know. Oh, goodness. So my plan is I'm going to beam you a link to the Dropbox folder that, works. that this is in. And mm -hmm. then either you can do something with it or if you want me to do something with it, send well, me your intro my... and outro and I will cobble it together. Yeah, I, I probably will work up a new intro and outro for this stuff. Okay. Just because it's different. Yeah. And the I'll, I'll work on it over the next short period of time and put something up on my... And then okay. you can certainly do whatever the hell you want. 
And <laughs> you don't need you don't need to worry about putting up about editing it with my stuff because I'll just send you the link to my Patreon and it, and then you can do your thing with it whatever it is you want to do. Okay. How about we do this again in a couple of weeks? That works. That works. You know, Casey, we, I love yes. you. I love you too. And it's, it matters that people, like I said, are out there giving a crap about whether or not I'm still breathing. But it's I recognizing that within my ability to deal, making some kind of an appearance every once in a while oh, is not good. the worst thing in the world. Right. But again, I, I, I appreciate I, it. And I, I want to make sure that I don't scare the crap out of anybody. Oh. And at, the, at this point, I, I don't think I am, but it's, it is, as they say, it's a lot right now and I'm trying to deal with it as best I can. I'm, it's a daily struggle, but so far I'm still here. So great. Talk to you soon. All right, my love. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. So much packed in this tube, like a sausage casing. One morsel in front of the other. Not so hilarious. Living alone with mobility issues. It's here. It's there. It's next door. It's frightening at best. So how to help? I live in Boston, not Richmond. What to do? Recording tape for Casey's podcast? Then repurpose it for my selfish self? What can you do for your next door neighbor? Probably anything would be welcome. Don't worry about missteps, just do it and take the risk. What's a misstep inside caring? Oh goodness. Take care. Until next time. Thanks to Kayla Nelson web and social media coach, and Joey Van Leeuwen, musician and arranger. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block.